Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. The challenge of Islam in Europe, Albania, is a key battleground for the gospel. Albania is a crossroads between east and west. It is a place in which Islam is trying to find a foothold to come into the west, but it is also an amazing opportunity for us as the Church of Jesus Christ to be able to take the gospel into the east. Yet, Albania is as yet an unreached people group. Three and a half hours' flight away, we have an unreached people group. Between 0.1 and 0.4% of the population are identified as born-again believers. In Kosovo, the percentage is less. In Macedonia, there are 10 or so known Albanian believers in the entire population. Albania has apostolic foundations. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 15 that he had fully preached the gospel from Jerusalem to Illyricum, Illyricum being the home of the Illyrians who became in time the Albanians. Titus also planted a church in Doris, Albania, on his way to Croatia, Dalmatia, as we have it in the Scriptures. And yet from the second century through to the mid-1800s, there is simply no record of any gospel-preaching churches, any gospel-preaching missions, any gospel-believing people in Albania. Four and a half centuries of Ottoman rule, 45 years of the most oppressive communist regime known to Europe, has left a vacuum, a gaping void amongst the Albanian peoples. Before the Second World War, there was a small revival in some eastern towns, but that was crushed by communism. The dictator Enver Hoxha, in 1967, declared Albania to be the world's first atheistic state. They, in their manifesto, declared war on God. They lost. During communist times, the European Christian Mission from 1968, just the year after that declaration of war against God, began radio broadcasts called The Way of Peace. Coming from the verse in, that's quoted in Romans, the way of peace they have not known. Making known the way of peace to people, but not knowing whether anyone was listening or not. When communism fell, letters came into the ECM Vienna office looking for help looking to know more. Camps were held, then Bible studies formed in different towns, and from those Bible studies were formed churches, churches which we have the privilege of being able to serve in. 
We work with the Illyrian Gospel Trust, which is really the fruit of what ECM did during those years. We stand on their shoulders, and we're working in the southernmost part of Albania. Well, who are we? As a team, we work in three towns. In Patos, there's Bledi and, Bledar, uh, and Bela Lamai. Bledi was brought up as a nine-year-old boy in our Sunday school. He went through the youth system. He went to university and then made an enormous sacrifice to come back to Patos. Patos is an incredibly poor place. He had ministry opportunities. He had work opportunities where he was at university. He chose to come back and work as an accountant. And then we noticed that Bledi was doing so much in the church that when it came to Sunday morning, he was so tired he was ready to fall off the platform. And so we called him first as an apprentice, and now he's called as church evangelist uh, in the church. Uli Bechirai and his family are in the south, in the town of Lora. Uli has been involved in church planting Kosova in the north of Albania and is now assistant pastor in the Baptist church there. His heart is to plant churches between Vlora and Fear. And there's ourselves, myself, my wife, Doretta, the boss, also our children, Esther, Lydia, and Samuel. And so we work together as a team, seeking to establish the three churches in which God has placed us so that they will be independent of missionary leadership, so that we can take the gospel and plant churches all over Albania. Well, what is our context? There are three main religions in Albania. Islam, orthodoxy of the Greek variety, and Catholicism. But the default mode of all Albanians is paganism. Albania is an amazing hodgepodge of materialism, of humanism, of evolutionary thinking, of superstition, witchcraft, and all manner of things, east and west, blended together in a great hodgepodge. The religion of all Albanians, said one writer, is Albanianism. Nothing is greater to the Albanian than the flag. So we have in fear, in the town in which I live, by the grace of God, been working for the last 17 years. Fear is a district center. It is um, one of the, the third largest city in Albania. It's also, as a region, the second most populous. But here's the thing. It's the least evangelized of all Albania. To put it in perspective, 106 villages are in the Fier area. Two of them have churches. Two of them have a witness going on. 101 villages have no gospel witness at all. In the town of Fier, there are 120,000 plus people. There are about 150, 160 believers who are split between four churches. Would we accept that in Northern Ireland? Would we accept that in Scotland? I 
Our challenges are great, and the need is greater. The church in fear has a number of challenges. Here we see some ladies meeting in our front room. Um, we have ministries into the old people's home in fear, uh, a needy group of people, 60 uh, residents there. We go for gospel meetings each month. But the challenge of evangelism is, in fear is huge because of the humanistic past that it has. People, school children from fear in communist times were sent out in their summer holidays not to play, but to put on plays propaganda against religion. They went all over the fear and other regions in Albania preaching against God. Fear is an incredibly humanistic, atheistic, and hard place. And there's another challenge, and that is the challenge of this new generation that's coming up. Children and young people. Here you can see our children's group at the last holiday club a few weeks ago. Those who have not been born under communism are radically different than those who were. The new generation knows nothing of communism. It's more aligned with Western thought, Western trends. If you don't know who 50 Cent is, fear not, but you cannot evangelize Albanian young people without knowing. So between Snoop Doggy and all the others, um, we're expected somehow to have a crash course in American rap culture for some reason, Albanian youth respond to it. But the people in our churches know nothing of this culture and find it incredibly hard to be able to work with children and young people. Another challenge that we have is not just our young people, but also in developing leaders. In Fier, the men are terrified of responsibility. Uh, if I'm there, trying to get them to do anything is nigh impossible. Albanian leaders in the churches range between the authoritarian to the scared to the stressed. They go from strong men to overwhelmed men. And so training leaders is a priority for us. We're involved in sponsoring and organizing an annual conference called The Word, where we train Christian leaders how to preach, how to divide rightly the Word of God. And the delight of our souls is to see Albanian preachers training Albanian preachers. We also have Bible Weeks, in which we take preachers and teachers from local churches that we know, we teach them a book in a week. And we teach them how to preach through that book so at least the next six months the church's ministry might be blessed. This year, our speaker very sadly fell ill, and I was pressed into uh, service, and the book I was left with was Revelation. <laughs> the, the man who didn't come knows who he is. I'm struggling with forgiveness issues. <laughs> also teach in the Torchbearers Bible School and in other Bible schools in Albania. But do pray that God will raise up godly, passionate, zealous leaders for His church.
The church in Patos is a different story. You go from a large town to a small town, from 120,000 plus to around 30,000, from a town field to a village field, from a relatively prosperous place to a terribly deprived place. A place, incidentally, which is the center for witchcraft in Albania. A medium tried to read my whatever it is. I don't know what she was reading. She decided to confront me one day and to try to find a way into me. She said after half an hour of babbling and trying to get through, I don't understand. The spirits can't get into you. There's someone locking the door of your heart. You are protected. Why are you different from everyone else? But people will have spells cast on them for anything. So if you have an unmarried daughter who's beginning to get over the hill, you go to the local witch, you take a piece of her clothing, and you get a, a spell cast on her. If you want your son to get a job, go to the witch, get it sorted. But Christians often find themselves cursed, attacked, and under great pressure. In Patos, uh, we have a number of fantastic young men, but they provide a, a, a great challenge. The guy on, well, it would be my left and your right, Fation, is a teacher. He's passionate about teaching English. I don't know why. But Fation loves being a teacher. One day he came into the church almost in tears, and he's a big man. And he said to me, a child just came up to me, 13 years old, he belted me one, and I could do nothing because he's the son of the local mafia boss. If I touch him, I'm gone. An accountant that we have in the church said that he's trying to give up his profession because accountancy is just a way of cooking the books and paying bribes to officials. He was once handed a holdall, ordered to go to a certain point between Fir and Patos, and to give the holdall to a man who would meet him there. Curious, he opened it up. There were more euros than I've ever seen in my life. Funnily enough, his boss won a contract from the oil industry the next day. But can you imagine... If unemployment is so high and poverty is so great, by the way, do you know the second highest number of people applying for asylum in the European Union last year were Albanians? Syria first, Albania second. By the way, Patos is so depressed that over 60% of the population are unemployed. 80% of Albanians are in arrears in electricity, water, and rent. The statistics tell us that 53% are in absolute poverty, 16% in extreme poverty, and an enormous number of people have to go into debt to buy a loaf of bread to live on day by day. Having work 
is one curse. Not having it is another. And who shoulders all the pressure? The women. They do the work. They raise the families. They care for the land. They are often beaten by their husbands and treated badly. Recently, we organized a seminar, a three-day seminar on the book of Ruth with a speaker uh, on that. Forty-five women came, most of them we've never seen before. Most of them have never set foot in a church, but they are desperate, desperate for help. Also involved in the village of Souk. Souk is just a 30 minutes drive away from us. We had a children's meetings there which began some 30 children on average every week. Last summer, a rumor was put round by someone who doesn't like us that foreigners were going round exploiting the children sexually. They said, don't go to the Christians. They'll abuse you. Well, I can tell you there was only one foreigner that was going, and he's speaking to you. But the Word of God is not changed. Two families opened their doors to the gospel. They asked my wife, well, if Will can't come, we want to know the Word. One of the men of the families, it started just with the ladies and children, and then the men started to pop in, and they would surreptitiously, slyly just slide in there and slide out. One of them now reads the Bible to his family every single night, and he doesn't know the Lord yet. How many of us Christian men are reading our Bibles to our children? Yet this man, who knows very little of the gospel and is certainly not saved, is so thirsty he reads it to his family every night. We also have an opening, not just with the children there in Souk, but also with Samaritan's Purse, with the shoeboxes, and also with work in Levan with Roma people. This was started by a lady who is a widow. She was widowed at 40. Her husband died of cancer, leaving her with three teenage boys. She is partially sighted, more blind than sighted, she came to faith, and she was listening to the preaching of the Word week by week, and she was convicted that she was not sharing the gospel. And she went, and she kept saying to me, Will, we need a church in Levan. I say, well, God bless you with that, sister. We need to pray for somebody to go. Will, we need to go. I said, sister, I have no days in the week. So what she did being a persistent widow, <laughs> she started evangelizing the Roma of that town. And then she got stuck because she didn't know anything else. So just before Christmas, when you're in the middle of all the chaos of Christmas, she comes to me and says, Will, I've organized an evangelistic meeting, and you're the speaker. <laughs> I trust that uh, Christian wives are closing their ears as I speak. 
as to how to get round your man. <laughs> but the truth is this. When we walked in, it was like the scene from Acts with Cornelius. Forty Roman men and women just sitting waiting for the gospel. A key man died of leukemia last year. And we just don't have the people to go. We also are involved in ministry to the blind. Five blind Albanian Christians went to their missionaries and said, we want to evangelize the blind of Albania. Help us, because we can't see. So we formed a foundation called Light for the Blind, which uses, well, there we are, blind leading the blind. It happens in Albania. We started a foundation. We support camps, evangelistic camps amongst blind people and their families. We support local groups of blind people who come together. We get them technology. The guy on the left, on my, your right, would be Ariane Husa. Ariane has about 50 blind people in Elbasan meeting every week. The, the other man goes to help a blind man in a nearby town. They have envoy players which, which have Bibles on them in Albanian, and no blind person is allowed in unless they've read, in inverted commas, the Scripture before they come in. <laughs> they come in ice and snow. They come in rain and sleet. They come every single week, not just the blind meeting, but to the church. Festim Manai is the leader of the work of the blind in fear. He and his wife are both blind. They have two-sighted children. To give you an idea of the difficulties they have, Festim is a qualified lawyer, but his business failed because nobody trusts a blind man to do the job. He was responsible for caring for his aged parents, for a 40-year-old man who is blind to be showering his mother day by day because there's no one else to do it, tells you their plight. We've provided canes for the blind, and we've done all manner of other things. You know, the British church prayed for Albania in communism, and God opened the doors. And the British church worked through missions like ECM to bring missionaries to Albania. But I want to ask you this evening, who will pick up the baton? Who will come and support us? If you are a young person, I ask you, will you devote your life to living for preaching the gospel amongst the Albanian peoples? If you're retired, you have skills the maturity and experience that no one else has, will you come? And I ask you as churches, and I challenge you as churches in this way, will you send us your best? Will you spare us your pastors? 
Before I left Albania, three Albania, three Albanian pastors from different parts of the south came to me. They said, Will, you're going to Britain. I said, Yes, what are you going to do? And I said, What the Banger Convention was all about. And they said, Plead with them to send people because we're drowning. And if you can't come, then pray the Lord of the harvest, for he is faithful to answer the prayers of his people. The Albanian people are a key to the evangelization of the Balkans and beyond. They're an unevangelized people group on your doorstep. And so I beg you, I plead with you tonight, will you come? Will you send? Will you pray? We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.